0: G'day Robbie.
1: G'day Gareth, how are we?
0: I am well mate, did you enjoy yourself overseas?
1: Yeah, I had a phenomenal trip and I tell you what, you know what the first week back at work's like after a holiday but its uh, it's been made all better now that I get to chat to you. Yes,
0: I tell you what, you, you should be as fresh as a daisy with the spring in your step after being refreshed and living the life that they tell me you did. In Europe, And we're just going through our Westbury Stud style pedigree when it comes to New Zealand racing. And I had no other choice but to choose Mr. Brightside today. He's some story, isn't he, for New Zealand racing? In fact, he gives everybody hope that if you look hard enough and deep enough, um, you can find a bargain buy like Mr. Brightside.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Gareth. I mean, it just shows you there's absolutely no rules. He passed in as a yearling. He was sold on the good website, uh, Gavel House, there for... For next to nothing, and now look at him. He's just an absolute superstar.
0: Yeah, and he he just keeps on getting better as well. And Bull Bars, this is his best horse, but sometimes a stallion like that just needs a horse like a Mr. Brightside to catapult his career.
1: Yeah, that's right. Every stallion needs that flag bearer, and Mr. Brightside's well and truly been that for Bull Bars.
0: Yeah. Um, What are we doing today? I just want to ask you one question while you've been away. Imperatrice was very good, all right, the other day in the, in the McEwen. I want your three, two, and one for the, the best horses in New Zealand at the moment. By the end of the spring, who do you think they will be?
1: Gee, That is a very good question. I would have to say third seed, uh, we'll go with Sharp and Smart, obviously our reigning yeah. horse of the year now. What did you make of him the other day?
0: I thought he was disappointing in the Tarcino think- Trophy.
1: I think he was, but it was interesting. I heard Graham Rogerson speak, and he said he tried to turn a stayer into a sprinter, and it didn't work, and he's learned that now. So I think we'll see him step out to the mile next start. And, look, I think he's just too good not to bounce back, and, and I think we'll see a better horse next start from Sharp and Smart.
0: I think he's a Caulfield Cup horse, then not a Cox Plate horse after watching him um, there on yeah, Saturday. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yep.
0: All right, then. So Sharp uh, and Smart three. Was he lucky to win the Horse of the
1: Year? It was a very close vote. There was only two votes in yes. it. I think, uh, I think it it could have gone either way, but I think it well deserved. You oh, know, okay. he had a good spring and he came back in the autumn, so he's done it at both yeah. ends. All right, then that's a very good point you make. Who, who gets who's number two? Number two, she's got a, I've got a soft spot for her, a little place in my heart, Legato. I think she's just a lovely filly. It was a good resuming run the other day, and I think she just wins next start there in the Arrowfield at Hastings. So okay, yep. I can't wait to see her back in Aussie.
0: Yeah, and she looks like she's going to be aimed up at the four-year-old race, the Golden Eagle. Um, who else do you like? Um, who's number one?
1: Well, I think we can still claim her, and it's pretty obvious. I think Imperatrice is our, still our number one seed. Yeah. Um, I think she, she really just has a mortgage on a couple of those sprints there in Melbourne, provided that's, uh, that's where they stay. I know they've turned down the Everest at this stage, but if they keep her in uh, in Melbourne, I think some of those races, she's just going to be awfully hard to beat in.
0: I, I did an editorial the other day, and I said, I can't believe that there's not going to be an offer that's too good to refuse. Um for in Parrot Trees. Like, you can't have a $20 million race without the the sexy horse at the moment in in Australasian racing, and that is in Parrot Trees. I know you're close to the camp. What are you hearing there, Robbie?
1: Look, it sounds like all reports uh, they're staying firm with Melbourne, but, look, David Ellis is is a very good operator, and I'll I'll be very interested to see if... uh, Turning one offer down, it might just mean a better offer comes out of the woodwork. (laughs) Do you reckon he's playing some games
0: on the negotiating table as he negotiates a few behind the scenes? Because I'm thinking like, I think, this is what I'm thinking, all right, Robbie. Do you want to hear my theory on this? Absolutely. So I'm thinking that he would be friends or he would chat to Mark Chittick, wouldn't he, I reckon? Um, he would and i reckon mark chinix had a chat to him and i know like I, I would imagine that the Trackside deal for i wish i wins is pretty good it's fair to yep. say and um they're they're a great company Ante, and they think outside the square and they would probably try and they wanted to get the best horse like an i wish i wins the favorite so they think that would be an easier horse for them to market and to get new customers with the new zealand tab through Trackside. So that would be their philosophy and they would make sure that they would give Waikato started and Peter Moody a deal that they couldn't refuse. I reckon that I don't know if they've had talks between, um, this is, I, I can't confirm this is just me thinking out loud. I reckon that David Ellis has had a chat to Mark and he's thought, well, if he can get that deal, I need to get that deal as well. And whether the other slot old, like I think the tab should do a deal that's too good to refuse for mine for Imperatrice because if I'm a shareholder in the tab I want to have the best horse possible and I think she is outside of the horses that that have got a slot so it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah it'll be interesting to see what plays out over the next wee while but I'll well, tell you one thing is if I was negotiating any kind of deal, I would want David Ellis in my corner. Yes. Um, and I know that they will do the best for their horse and, and the best by their horse. They always do, Tiaka. They're a good operation. So it'll be very interesting to see what plays out.
0: Who wins today New Zealand? Who are we backing? Usually when you've had a spell like you, have you just come back on fire?
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, my good mate, Mitch Davis, has uh, left me some big shoes to fill. He's been on fire himself. So, so is his uh, old man. Let's see what we can find. So
0: he's the old oh, man in South Africa. He's become an internet sensation.
1: Yeah, and that's just true Steve Davis fashion, isn't it? He's yeah. just phenomenal. He
0: was. If, he, if you're just um, understanding what we're talking about, Steve Davis, he did that sale of that South African yearling and um, had, a, had a problem um, that was unique. And we played the audio. I don't know if we're allowed to play the audio anymore, but had something wrong with it. Um, it um, might need it to be gilded or probably couldn't be gilded. For for a reason, so it was. Um, you'll have to go and Google it. Steve Davis is on my TikTok at Giddy Up at Gareth Hall, and you'll have a laugh. Anyway, Robbie, let's move on. What are we backing today?
1: We're down to business. Uh, down at ricketon we're moving awfully close to New Zealand Cup week, so the racing down there is getting phenomenal. Uh, Tiako have a big team down there. You've got these staying horses building towards the New Zealand Cup. So one of my best down there today is Race Four, Number Three, Prince Albie. He's a southerner, and He is a true staying horse, this. He was phenomenal winning last start against the pattern. He got back on a slow tempo, and he just rounded them up. He looks like a very nice stayer on the the way to the New Zealand Cup. That is the New Zealand Cup trial there today. So he is starting favourite, but I think he's in well at the weights, and I think he's a very handy horse. Number three, Prince Albion, race four. It's probably my best down there at Rickerton today.
0: All right, then what else have you got,
1: mate? There's a little bit of value later in the day, In race nine, number 10, Victor Rouge. He's drawn wide. That's actually not a bad thing for him. He doesn't like getting amongst other horses, so he'll get out, he'll go back, and he'll be wide in his own running his own race. The 1600 meters is probably the question mark for him if there is one, but I think this race where you've got Mirza Bean, who is a $3.80 favourite, she's a stayer all day, and I think over the mile, she's going to struggle to probably warm up to these. So I think it's an open race, and I think you're getting a good price for Victor Roos in race nine.
0: Beautiful. Have you got anything else well, that'll do us?
1: Well, tomorrow in New Zealand is our Grand National Day, which is yes. sort of the pinnacle of our jumps racing. So it'd be rude not to have a little look there. Obviously, the race probably of the year, and one of the best steeplechases we've seen in a while, the Cossack going head-to-head with West Coast, in the great northern steeplechase, what a race that's going to be. We've got Aaron Kuru's come home to ride the Cossack, and he's he's basically odds on. I think it's it's going to be a great race, but I am a big fan of the Cossack. I'm I'm in the camp of Aaron Kuru here, so I think the Cossack will take out the northern there tomorrow at Tirapa.
0: Yep, I love Aaron Kuru. What a star he is. He does a wonderful job in Australia. and Get up the Cossack. I'm with you. I'm on... Um, The Cossack bandwagon, don't worry about that. Robbie Logan, you're a star. Welcome back, mate. Great to catch up with you once again.
1: Always a pleasure, Gareth.